1: Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk.
0: In this week's episode, we will be discussing steadfast in difficulties, part two: truth in Christ according to God's word. Yeah, that's right. Come on, come on, come on. We are live in PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. Yep, we're going to be talking about steadfast in difficulties, part two, but truth in Christ as relates to that. Let's get started. Let's get right down to it. The world and the biblical meaning of truth. That which is true or in accordance with fact or reality. We can find this in Matthew 24 and 24. For false messiahs and prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. This is extremely bothersome for me when it comes to my young loyal listeners. Why you ask? The thought that someone would perpetrate, a.k.a. pretend to be a conveyor of God's truth, only to take God's truth to draw God's next generation away from God's plan for their lives in his kingdom. Here at the PNT Podcast Studios, we are doing our best to equip you with everything you need to stand strong in the face of those who are blatantly spreading a message that does not lead people to the hope in Christ to get them through difficult times. Young people are very, very impressionable, which also makes them vulnerable to doctrines that seem true only to be false that could lead them to their falling away. But watch this. The scripture also says that the elect of God could fall prey to this ungodly doctrine, also leading them away and on a road to destruction. That is troublesome. That's why it's so important to stay prayed up and in God's word. The Holy Spirit that lives within you can't recall from your memory anything that has not been put there, that can help you or aid you through difficult times if there's no truth, Stored up to draw on. Young people, old people, all of my listeners, you have got to be in God's word. You have got to be in constant prayer and you have got to be living right. So therefore, there'll be something to draw on when these false prophets come into your presence. You will be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. Let's look at this in Revelations 2, 14 and 17. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some among you who hold to the teaching of Balaam who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so that they ate food sacrificed to idols and committed sexual immorality? Likewise, you also have those who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Repent, therefore, otherwise I will soon come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth, his word. Whosoever hears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. There are several nuggets within this scripture worth talking about. First, the scripture praised them for the good that they were doing. I didn't read that part. Go back and read it. As any good parents should do, we as God's children are commended for the good. Likewise, when we are doing wrong, we should be chastised and corrected. And God does that. I know no one likes that, but it's necessary for the work God has planned for you to do to further his kingdom through the next generation. So he has to get you back in right standing when we get off the path. God clearly articulated the wrong that they were doing and what they needed to get back on track. Despite all that God had done in their lives, just like them, when faced with tough times or hard times or difficulties, we close our ears to what we believe to be God's slow healing process. It takes God too long, we say sometimes and turn our attention and focus to the slick-talking God-haters offering a get-fix-quick-fake solution. I call them God-haters for good reasons that I will talk about and cover after the break. I just want you to know it should not be that easy for us to turn off God and turn on the world and follow what they're telling us to do. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a short break. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio after that short break. So let's take a look at some practical questions to help us to be steadfast with our trust in Christ during difficult times. How do we keep our trust in Christ during difficult times when there are so many people who aren't for God telling us to give up on God and religion? How do we do that? That's a lot of peer and general pressure. Ask yourself these five questions and don't be afraid to answer them honestly. Okay. number one is what this person is saying, given the scriptures, total authority. In other words Is the person using his or her own words Or the Bible words? Deuteronomy 12.32 See that you do all I command you Do not add to it or take away from it So basically when a person is speaking On behalf of the Lord They should be speaking what God says Not what they say Their words up with the word of God They should not take away from it Or add anything to his word His word can speak for itself And it has and it stands the test of time Number two is what this person said showing god's grace does what this person is saying point to our desperate need for a savior and god's saving love for us Hebrews 4 and 16. let us then approach god's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need this verse is very timely and perfect for this lesson it speaks the very fabric of us having difficult times we must trust that god is there with his gracious love extending us grace while we go through number three is what this person is saying teaching salvation through faith alone is the person pointing to a mixture of faith plus works or the truth faith in christ ephesians 2 8 9 says this for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself it is a gift from god not of works lest anyone should boast This scripture is clear. It's a gift as long as you have faith in what and who it represents. So basically, if the person is speaking on salvation, it can't be about what we do. It has to be about who it represents. Basically, Christ died for us that we may live again and have eternal life. Okay, So it needs to point to faith, not our works, our belief in Christ's death. Okay. Number four is what this person said pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ. Is the person teaching that Jesus lived a life we could not live, paid for our sins by death on the cross, and resurrected from the grave proving that he is Lord? I didn't feel the need to find a scripture to support my position here. It's simple. If a person doesn't line up with Jesus Christ, loved us so much, and was so awesome that he decided it was better for him to die and for us to live, then we ain't listening to that nonsense. It's just that simple. Number five. Is what this person is saying giving God the glory? Is the person giving him or herself the praise and glory? Or does he or she point to God as the one who deserves the worship? Isaiah 42 and 8. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or praise to idols. God is very clear on this. He said his name is Lord, that he is God, and that's his name. He ain't yielding or giving his glory to anyone else, and you shouldn't either. God deserves all the glory for what he does in our lives and through our lives. So make sure you give God all the glory that he needs and deserves. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner.
1: Hey, Minister Bennett.
0: What y'all rapping about over here?
1: We were chatting about how we can keep from stumbling, meaning how we can stand against the enemy when he comes in sheep's clothing. How we can know what is biblical and what is from the devil. One of the ways that we discuss is that we must continue to study to show ourselves approved. We must know the word of God for ourselves and not rely on what someone else tells us about the word. This way we can know biblical truths from the lies of the devil. I know that for some it takes a lot to read and study the Bible, but you really must take some time out of your schedules to do it. We cannot tell you how many minutes or hours you need to spend, but we do know that this is how you grow in the Lord. Remember a few weeks back, we talked about the different kinds of grounds that the seeds, meaning the word of God, fall on. You have to make sure that your soil is rich so that when the word of God falls, you have the good ground needed for the word to grow in you. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, so you have to be woke to God's word to know whether or not a false prophet is speaking to you. The word that they speak must be in line with God's word. And the only way you're going to know it is by knowing the word for yourself. Since the pandemic, people have used different social media platforms to speak a word of God. Be very careful with what you allow into your spirits because the devil is slick. He makes his words seem believable. He's very tricky in that he will try to twist God's word. And if you are not studying the word of God for yourself, you'll believe him. He's crafty. If he can fool Eve with an apple, you know he can fool you. Knowing the word of God will help you when you need to encourage yourself. You know, the devil will never, never encourage you. He'll try to discourage you. He will never make you feel good about yourself. He'll send negative thoughts your way to make you feel bad about who you are, how you look, where you live, how much money you or your parents have. This is not of God because God is what? He is love, and he would never hurt you or make you feel bad about yourself. Why would he? He created you, and you, yes, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, and before I forget, check your friends, because some of them may not have your best interest. They are just waiting for you to make a mistake so that they can tease you, talk about you, make you feel less than. Are they really your friends? Check them.
0: In summary, the importance of being steadfast in our trust in Christ in difficulties. John 831 32 says this. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Isn't that a promise of promises that we all can take seriously, especially when we feel the need for some sort of Christ healing? No matter the injury, the illness, the financial hardship, a troubled relationship, or anything for that matter. Knowing that is sometimes not enough, so we ask or want to know what does it mean to know the truth and the truth will set us free. For something to be known, it really has to be true. Here's an example. You can't truly know that the earth is flat or the sun revolves around the earth, although for centuries people thought they knew those fallacies to be accurate. They didn't know, but they believed it. What is that called? It is called Faith. We believe Christ to be true by faith, so live it by faith. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post productions editing techniques used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, It's Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. or Real Talk What? You Got It happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.